So much of the last week or so is focused on the Liberty Flames and their football program and the direction that things are going with them, particularly the departure, but now the return of Caden Salter. So we've got some interesting feedback that is coming that we'll share momentarily, but it's interesting because, you know, you look back on things that were said after the Fiesta Bowl loss to Liberty, and you know, again, I, I don't think Caden Salter was disingenuous, but I also understand that in his case, you know, he probably is aware that people are gauging the marketplace for his best interest just because this stuff happens behind the, the scenes in so many areas. But one interesting comment that came to mind, it was more prevalent last week, but it speaks still about the challenges Liberty will face, is more being in Conference USA in the respect of that conference and how you know, the Liberty success can help to an extent overcome that. But the respect overall of Conference USA and how that might impact players like Caden Salter or maybe even more so his teammate CJ Daniels and what they decide for their futures. Just pray that Conference USA get more respect. Like, there's a lot of guys that that are bounce backs that comes from the big school, P5 schools to the G5 and level and things like that. And we just, I feel like we deserve more respect. And we just gonna, we just gotta keep on bringing in the players that we need and in this conference to be better and be able to compete against these uh, P5 schools. So I get the people that would again criticize Caden Salter for making that comment of, you know, we got to bring in the players that we need uh, while having a foot out the door, at least testing the waters. Um, but again, I, I, I don't doubt the disingenuous, or I don't, I don't necessarily have never found him to be disingenuous with anything out there. And a lot of times what people around a player are doing to, to figure out their best financial interest, I'm not saying it's totally shielded from Caden Salter. I'm sure he's aware of it, but, you know, he also wants to remain invested in the program, I and mean, there's clearly an emotional tie. And you know, I've mentioned that before. I think, you know, to an extent, one of the biggest factors of Caden Salter returning to Liberty happens to be dollar, dollar bills, y'all. And the fact that Liberty, they've got a very strong Flames Arising Collective. They had a big membership drive this past weekend that has increased the exposure and presence even further with that organization. But here's the other thing he's not wrong about the lack of respect for Conference USA. Heck, this is the reality of players transferring up in certain cases, and in certain cases, it being beneficial. So for a guy like Quentin Cooley, for example, running back Liberty, if you can run the football, and if you can prove you're a good runner, heck, if anything, maybe it's better to be at a place like Liberty. Now, I get it. If Ohio State wants to come sniffing and give you Quinshawn Judkins money, yes, the running back who transferred from Ole Miss to Ohio State, and it may have been missed because he announced it, during the national championship game last night, or right before, uh, Michigan, the no, big rival. No, he, he he did it as soon as the clock hit zero. On the game. Yes. Which, I objectively, mean, hilarious. It is hilarious. It may not be the best business move on his part to maximize wait, the impact. No. Because everybody's wait, focused on... He only has to Michigan. focus on one fan base for an NIL to, from an NIL point of view, and that's... The Ohio State Buckeyes. So, so I think that was actually him maximizing his marketplace. Trey, I do see your point. Because I would say though, for a think about sake. this, like Ohio. No, every post game show I I watched actually mentioned him committing to Ohio State. Really? Okay, because they I, maybe not talked about it, but I, cover three split zone duo and the athletic and until Saturday, all mentioned set a line in there that Quinson Junkins committed to Ohio State. 
Trey, that is phenomenal research. I know you listen at double the speed like I do, so you can also keep it locked to the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app. Uh, But here's the truth of this as well. You mentioned that. Bigger point. If, If somebody wants to comment a Liberty player with Ohio State money, there's not a lot you're going to do What C.J. Daniels that. is going to get. Exactly. And here's the other thing. We mentioned it earlier in, in the Fast Five at Five-ish, and we won't give you all the same details again, but for a guy like C.J. Daniels, a wide receiver in a very run-heavy offense, top-running offense in the nation this year, he's going to get more touches elsewhere. He's going to show he can face bigger defensive backs, faster defensive backs, and more skilled defenses at an SEC or a Big Ten school if Oregon, Texas, Florida, and Auburn are to be believed as his four finalists. That's what we're narrowing down because those were places he's visited in the last week. Uh, if that's in fact the case, then yeah, you know, a guy like CJ Daniels can benefit from going elsewhere. I, I get it. If you're Liberty, you'd hate to lose him, but dude, you're a running based offense. I, if you're a wide receiver, come here, prove what you can do for a year or two. And if somebody's sniffing around, you're going to get better money and a better chance to prove yourself in the pros. Go for it. But it doesn't always work that way. Okay, linemen, I also get that. But as Caden Salter mentioned, there's a power five bounce back element to this and players that are bouncing back. And it goes to a point that Ben threw out there, and we welcome yours, of course, Fastlane Nedling, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. But Ben chimed in with this angle. The amount of money being tossed around in the transfer portal is nuts. Salter and a lot of those dudes should get the money now since they're unlikely to make it in the NFL. I question more the adults willing to pay so much for kids. Oh, there are angles to unpack on this, no doubt. First of all, players getting the money now since they're unlikely to make it in the NFL. I don't begrudge any player for doing that. I question what the pro outlook is for a guy like Caden Salter at Liberty or somewhere else when you know he's got a good pass, but you know, is he ready to, to handle all the complexities of being a quarterback because he took a major step forward this year grasping the Liberty offense asserting himself as a leader he had some hiccups like the missed helmet incident against Middle Tennessee I believe it was it was Middle Tennessee the midweek win uh, and midweek on the mountain so you know there are still spots there but what was one of the things that had been mentioned in prior years with Hugh Freeze and even at times this year with Jamie Chadwell how do you handle success it's a great opportunity for a guy like Caden Salter the whole offseason. And if he can bounce back with a strong year next year and he keeps himself on the straight and narrow this offseason, then, yeah, at that point, you show more value and you show you can handle that. And then at, at some point, it's, hey, I, I just, I've got to get to a higher level of competition, especially if he helps Liberty to a, a New Year's Six, uh, not a New Year's Six Bowl, but to a, a college football playoff spot next year. And that's, uh, that's more than a reasonable possibility for Liberty, even with a, a, a relatively weak still non-conference schedule then I mean you've done a lot heck even if he doesn't even if they go 12 and 0 or 11 and 1 and they don't make it it's a great run for him at Liberty so yeah I mean there's a lot to be gained by coming back for a year and then maybe leaving it's a case-by-case basis now to Ben's point as well I question the adults willing to pay so much for kids oh I absolutely wonder about the future of that And, and and Trey I wonder this point as well how many administrators are in the back of their minds going how much longer are adults going to want to pay for these particular players when some of them get the money and underperform? How are players going to handle that? This is such a murky water. 
I think that's part of the reason why the SEC and the Big Ten in particular have had coaches and administrators who've outspokenly advocated for the idea of revenue sharing and a revenue sharing model. Including the guy who just won a national championship last night. Yes, the outgoing Michigan coach, uh, presuming he's outgoing, of course. He's a heavy favorite to leave for the NFL. But Jim Harbaugh, I mean, they're not dumb here. To answer the question of the three stooges. Are you that dumb? No, they're not that dumb. They're saying that for a reason. Because what's what's easier? How do you handle the, the player acquisition thing on a much more level basis? Contracts. Contracts. If anything, it gives schools predictability. Certainty in what is such an unstable environment. And here's the other thing, and we mentioned this before, but Caden Salter is a four-star talent who was in the SEC and got dismissed after a couple of allegedly uh, weed violations at Tennessee. You know, whether that's severe enough or not, that it should or shouldn't warrant it, especially with how that's been legislated, that's for you to make your own moral judgment. But what we're pointing out is the guy's got an immense amount of talent. Nobody's ever disputed that. And he's done a lot to get himself in the right frame of mind to lead Liberty this, this past year and has taken a major step. And if he can do it again in this coming season, it may well say that he did it in the offseason and can handle success, which answers a real big question that people are going to have at the college level, but more so the pro level, digging into his background. But there's also this part for Liberty. you got a great rushing attack. you got a great rushing system. You have a coach that's shown he can win with a couple different quarterbacks. And Shannon chimes in, I think Liberty could still upgrade at quarterback, even from Caden Salter. You know, I think it's hard to do that, but I don't think it's impossible. He adds, there are so many Power 5 squeeze position quarterbacks. Talented, but there's a strong incumbent starter with a highly stable with a highly unsettled high upside freshman entering think of alabama who's had three quarterbacks in this stuck position and you could offer a guy like ty simpson in a hurry by the way is is simpson the one who's going to pit by the way no that's eli holstein that's eli holstein the other quarterback who's going to pit along with the Uh, wide receiver i don't i don't think off the top of my head ty simpson is not even in the portal so he's not transferring out of auburn uh, it's Milrow, it's Ty Simpson. Yeah, Ty Simpson's not even transferred, but I also think his skill set is um, not a dual threat. He was uh, just a regular, you know. Yeah, I mean, you're going to need more of a traditional dual threat that gets squeezed out. All right, for folks, and I, they're going to hate me use a Coastal Carolina reference, but the perfect Jamie Chadwell quarterback, and it's proven because he had two of the three most efficient seasons in the history of college football, and is, is Grayson McCall. That's the type of skill set you want. A guy who can be accurate, and is very, you know, what kind of what Caden Salter was this year. I think, I honestly don't think you can get better than what they got from quarterback play. I think it's very oh, difficult. Because Grace McCall, that type of player, is not walking through the door. No, I mean, in a guy like Jane Bradford, the IMG kid who's coming to Liberty, and again, I don't pretend to know his whole background, but IMG's as big of a football power as any. They are a top 10 college football or high school football program in the country. You know, along with like along with a lot of other big programs, but they're one of the top ten in the country in terms of routinely putting players and preparing players for the next level. But that's a, an elite talent. He may be bigger than Salter. He may still be a key contributor. I don't think of the upside, but you know, I think Salter's more athletic than McCall. But Grayson McCall is a guy that, for a guy like Jamie Chadwell, benefits because I mean, when the, when you have the whole I pissed heel thing, although maybe it's red, although it's kind of not the most appealing visual, but you get the point. Grayson McCall having that attitude at Coastal Carolina, that's one of the big appealing things to a guy like that and to a place like Liberty. 
To add on to Shannon's point as well, I'm a huge Chadwell supporter and fan. This man has the secret sauce and knows how to win. I ultimately do believe that point, and it's why Liberty could have withstood a loss of Salter, although you'd rather have him. Shannon wraps it up by saying, Your intimation is obvious. As long as we keep Chadwell, we're fine. But my take is we have the best group of five offensive line and could make many quarterbacks look amazing given the right opportunity. I think big picture, that's a spot-on point as well from Shannon. Thank you for yours, Shannon. Thank you for yours, Ben. There are more to come. We'll try to get to those tomorrow in the fast lane. Plus, inside perspective on what the Washington Commanders are doing from former NFL exec Amy Trask.